The Tower, Episode 33, Titans TV Show, Season 2, Episode 5. Hey everyone, this is your host Peter. Welcome back to the Tower Podcast. First up, July 10th, 2020, is the 40th anniversary of the release of DC Comics Presents issue number 26, which featured the first appearance of the new Teen Titans. This was a 16-page preview within DC Comics Presents, number 26, by Marv Wolfman, George Perez, and company. It would also be the first appearance of characters such as Starfire, Cyborg, Raven, and Beast Boy as Changeling. Not his first appearance, but his first appearance as the character known as Changeling. So, 40 years ago, first appearance of the new Teen Titans within another DC Comics, you could go back to The Tower Episode 1 from March 2013, where I take a detailed look at that 16-page preview. So it's kind of cool that this is the 40th anniversary of the New Teen Titans, and I felt that that was a nice jump start, a nice kickstart to getting back to The Tower, where these episodes, uh, I'm looking at the Titans TV show on the DC Universe app in uh, Season 2. Now, all of the episodes are already out and released. Some of you probably have already seen all of them. I'm catching up slowly, and with this episode, I'm going to take a look at episode number 5, entitled Deathstroke. Real quick, previously... Uh, Something is happening to Raven and her new powers after the defeat of her father. Rachel uh, attacks Jason Todd during a training session, uh, who turns it back on her by calling her a freak. The Titans went after Dr. Light. Jason Todd gets kidnapped by Deathstroke after going after Dr. Light on his own with Changeling, or Beast Boy. Uh, The older Titans have come to the Tower, and they learn what's going on with a new character named Rose, her connection to Deathstroke, and how they do not want a round two with the Master Assassin. As always with these episodes, these are just quick thoughts as I'm watching the episode, nothing too deep. Uh, I'm assuming that you've already seen these episodes. As I said earlier, some of you probably have seen the entire season. I have not. So this is episode five, and um, I'm just going episode by episode. So some of my suggestions and theories are probably wrong, uh, and it'll be fun to see which ones are wrong, which ones are right. So quick thoughts here. Just like how season one seemed to alternate episodes between the Rachel story versus the larger Titans universe of characters, I'm starting to think that season two is doing another kind of bouncing back and forth between the present day, which is everything going on with the attacks by Dr. Light and Deathstroke setting the team up, the new character of Rose, her role in all of this, 
And then bouncing between that and flashbacks to the older Titans in their youth, their early connections, their romances, uh, the death of Aqualad, learning about that, going after Deathstroke's son, Jericho, etc. So we'll have to see if that theory holds true. I don't think it's as clear-cut in this season as it will be as it was in season one, but we'll see. So as I said, Jason is being held hostage. He kind of goes all Arrow TV show on Dr. Light, escaping by dislocating his thumbs, and then comes face-to-face with Deathstroke. I thought it was a nice way to show how resourceful he can be. Rachel is sleeping with all of that swirling darkness around her, which Beast Boy sees. So, of course, I'm sure he's not going to tell anybody, because that's what you do in a superhero TV show. Nobody ever talks. Dick finally learns that Jason is missing, And Gar and Rachel talk about how the older Titans are being quiet about something, even to each other and to the younger uh, generation. So there's a divide. A divide going on between the generations is starting to play out. The older Titans decide to go on a search for Jason. They are completely out of costume because, of course, this show wants to save the budget for, I guess, the special effects, maybe the sets. Hank isn't too happy, as usual. He starts to yell at Dick for even starting the Titans again with the younger generation, he kind of has two modes. He's either yelling about whatever situation he's in or he's being mopey with Dawn about personal stuff. Um, The older Titans are even being shady with Dick. And it's all kind of weird because at the end of Season 2, Episode 1, Dick took all the younger kids with him in full view of the adults. They had you know, a big goodbye, and I just kind of thought, wait a minute, didn't they know, or didn't they have an idea that maybe he might start the team again? I guess not. So this whole part of the episode kind of goes to show that even if we saw how happy the original Titans team was in last episode, in the Aqualad episode, the whole Deathstroke-Jericho affair, which may or may not have brought down the team, definitely scarred them. And I'll get back to that in a, in a later um, thought. So although I don't get the sense that the older Titans were together for a long time before this all goes down with Deathstroke and the death of Aqualad, um, there was some connection there. At this point in the episode, they don't even really know that Dr. Light is working with Deathstroke, but they will soon enough. Dr. Light isn't happy with how Deathstroke is handling all of this, and he decides to go after the Titans himself, We get a whole bunch of F-bombs. But then Deathstroke kills him and plants Jason's tracker on him to lure the older team. Back at the headquarters, Rose gets under Gar's skin about whose fault it is about Jason getting kidnapped. Uh, It's a conversation where I don't think she's not entirely wrong. Um, And this leads to Rachel and Gar arguing, which again... I have to think that this is all Rose's plan to divide them, to to take a page from Tara from the comics and and, um, plan her little seeds. A lot of angst, 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 angst. And then Corey shows up. She's been away. She gets to, to the root of what's going on with Rachel. We get a little bit more about Corey's past, where she talks about transfiguration on her planet. Her bracelets control her people's starfire as they age. 
and she says that Rachel is like her, her power can't be caged, and that she can be, uh, and that she can choose to be good or bad. It's a good conversation, um, and hopefully pushes this story forward with Rachel, although I have to say I kind of miss when Corey is innocent but fierce, whereas this Corey is super headstrong, which is, you know, this is the decision they chose for this character for the TV show. And unlike the comics where the Tamaranians don't have this power inherently, at least not when Starfire was first created 40 years ago, <laughs> uh, it seems that the TV show is going to give all of Corey's people the same abilities, which is kind of weird. Corey got her abilities in the comics from experiments by the Scions. Um, same with her sister, Blackfire. So unless that's a, a retcon in the New 52 universe or DC Rebirth, um, I don't know. Um, eventually the older Titans go off to another part of the headquarters when they come back to talk about this whole Rose situation and an exchange for Jason Todd. And the younger ones are watching on on a monitor. Uh, Rose wants to know. They all do. They want to listen, listen in. And it's a way, again to kind of create this doubt between the two teams because um, uh, Rose kind of brings up the point that the younger ones keep being left out of the decisions by the older team. And then when they're spying on the adults, Rachel starts to think, okay, you know, they're not going to give up Rose. Dick is not going to do that. But then the adults keep talking about it. And suddenly, once again, uh, there's good evidence for um, how the two generations probably don't really know each other especially in situations like this. So we get another scene between Deathstroke and Jason, mostly about Slade talking about how he believes Dick is a con artist, how Dick gets to, uh, kids to do his bidding, but then lets them fall. Interesting bit of dialogue if we think about what might happen with Jericho. And um, that little bit is also echoed in the discussion with the adults where they say, we can't use one of his kids against him again, right? There it is. I mean, this has to be what is going on in the flashback episodes, where we saw in last episode Dick befriending Jericho. Maybe he's going to get him on the team. Maybe he's going to learn about information, or he's going to use Jericho as a lure. And probably what happens is there's a big battle with Deathstroke. Something happens to Jericho. You know, the Titans won it to be like payback for killing Aqualad, but it's a total dark move and a total dark take and kind of crappy on the Titans parts, but that's kind of what the series is about, I guess. Um, I remember talking in season one about how this new team with Rachel and Gar and Corey and Dick, uh, how they were kind of formed and found each other out of trauma. And this, and this trauma kind of weighs on them, and, and they have to navigate through it. And then you get to see the older Titans in the flashback, and how happy they were, and how they were very connected and friendly and romantic with each other. But something happened to them, which then causes them trauma. They were broken up because of the trauma. It almost makes me think that this younger team because they were born out of trauma first, they might wind up in a much stronger place eventually because they have to come together through it all, whereas the first team might have been blindsided by it. So, I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thought. I don't know if the show really will go that deep character-wise, but I kind of like it. Eventually, because of all this discussion, Rose decides to run for it, 
and we get a couple confrontations between uh, Rose versus Hank. Uh, kind of makes sense that Rose was able to best him to his surprise, which I liked. Then we got Rose versus Rachel, where Rachel was able to fight against Rose hand-to-hand -hand better than Hawk, just because she's had some training with Dick, and, and even Rachel was surprised? No, no. That just made no sense. Eventually, she goes all Dark Raven. Uh, we get some wing imagery, some raven-like imagery with her powers there. She slams Rose to the wall, breaking her. Uh, the others think that she's dead, but we find out that she has some healing properties and she kind of snaps back together, kind of like what Ragdoll would, will do. Um, and then the episode does this coupling off where the characters go off in pairs to talk. And it's supposed to be like, this is what the characterization is. This is what the show is about. It's about the communication between the characters. But it doesn't work because the dialogue is a little repetitive and kind of not good. And I know the show wants to be dark and it wants to be about superheroes and about the cost of what it is being a superhero. And I'm here for that. But I don't know. The, the direction isn't great. The filming isn't great. It's way generic. It's way too clean in some aspects. It's way too stereotypical. Um, they need better writers I, or they just need... Uh, I don't know. It's frustrating. I didn't really enjoy this part. Um, we got Donna and Corey talking again, where Donna learns that Corey is royalty. Hank and Dawn, once again, talking through their darkness. Um, we kind of see that Hank is probably seeing a little bit of himself in Jason, and that's probably why he he really wants to get him back. Um, and then Dawn and Dick have a communication about the whole Deathstroke thing, about starting the Titans again where Dawn says, how many people have to die for you to realize that, that the Titans shouldn't be together? Or she says, look, if you do this, um, you better end it quickly or she'll burn the place to the ground, which just felt weird coming from Dawn. I don't know why. Um, so the Titans decide they're not going to hand Rose over to Deathstroke. She's alive. Um, Dick and Corey have a little bit of a last goodbye. So they decide they're going to try to, like, set up Deathstroke. But in a little bit of a twist, Dick fakes the other Titans out and goes after Slade himself. And at first I thought, oh, this is probably because they think that Slade is listening in, but the other Titans will be along shortly. But no, it really is a little bit of a feint where Dick is like, I'm going to do this. I have to do this. I have to do it on my own because I'm the one that made all this happen. Maybe because of, maybe because he feels guilty about what he did with Jericho. Now, of course, Corey kind of figures it out. She susses it out and she follows as well. Um, then we get a confrontation between Corey, Deathstroke, and Dick. It's okay. Slade is using a handgun in really close quarters and just missing everybody. I just don't understand how that happens. I also don't like the fact that he's only using one weapon at a time, at least in this first fight, because that's not Deathstroke at all. And kind of like in an unrelated note, I just watched G.I. Joe 2 Retaliation, the movie, the other week, and there's a scene between The Rock's character and, is it Firebug from Cobra? I don't even remember where they, they both have handguns and they're shooting at each other while they are dancing and fighting around these columns. And again, nobody's getting shot, although the gun is like two inches from somebody's face. Yeah, stretching stretching the believability there. 
Um, eventually, Corey, Sl- Corey and Slade fight, and then another Dick and Slade fight, and there were a couple of good moments there. Some of the choreography rema- reminded me of what goes on in Arrow. It feels a little staged, but that's okay. And then Dick isn't able to save Jason. He gets dumped off the side of the building, and Dick is screaming, no, and that's where the episode ends. So again, I'm not watching the next episode, so I don't know what happens. I kind of have expect a number of things are going to happen. Either Corey's going to learn that she can fly, and it's going to be like a power reveal and she catches him. Donna will leap and catch Jason, um, or maybe Raven's darkness will catch him, and that'll be a way for him to think that maybe she's not a freak anymore. Or, because the next episode is entitled Connor, um, maybe we'll get a flashback with Connor Kent, which who was introduced at the end of season one, I think, or the end of the first episode of season two, and maybe Connor catches him, and that's how he gets introduced to the team, either next episode or at the end of next episode or the following. It's like a DC challenge, right? We get I get to try to decide the ending, and we'll figure it out next episode. So my large theory, which I already talked about, about I feel like Rose is playing Tara and how this is kind of like a twisted Judas contract. Um, we'll see if that plays out. Um, we'll see if Destro put her on the team purposely. I don't really know if this is a good idea because in the comics, the New Teen Titans, they were already friends and they were a team. I mean, Tara came into the group for year number three. And this is only the second... I mean, the team isn't really even a team, and we already get Rose. So I don't know if it does turn out to be that she's a spy, a plant. um, Will it have the same emotional effect? Because it's not like she was part of the team, and it's not like there was a team there to begin with anyway. So they're all kind of strangers, and so is Rose. So I don't know if it'll have the same punch. But we'll see. Again, some of you have already seen season two, so... You already know. All right, that's it for this episode. Happy 40th anniversary to the new Teen Titans. If you want to email me, peter at thedailyrios.com. Go to the website, thedailyrios.com, or follow me on Twitter at Peter J. Rios, or go follow the Daily Rios Instagram. Leave comments anywhere you'd like. Um, let me know where you're listening to this podcast on what, you know, what's your favorite podcatcher. And uh, hopefully there will be more episodes to come. All right. Talk to you soon.